You are listening to the Christian Worship Center podcast. For more information about our church, please visit us at cwcstillwell.com. We hope you enjoy this message. Praise the Lord, everybody. I'm going to say that one more time. Praise the Lord, everybody. That's what I'm talking about right there. That's what I'm talking about. How many know, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Now, can I just be me? Well, let me give y'all a few disclaimers. Uh, I usually take my shoes off about mid-preaching. I'm probably going to take this jacket off, too. So if you see some of these things coming off, just know I feel at home. Amongst my sisters and my brothers. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Now, the young gentleman that just did communion, I didn't know if I should give him an offering or throw my wallet at him. I don't know about y'all, but he was all up in my Kool-Aid. He was all up in my my message. And I was like, if he don't hurry up and sit down. Because he he all up in my message. I was like, whoa, wait a minute. So I was mad at him for about two minutes. Then I started back loving him. You know what I'm saying? I mean, but it's good when... You have confirmation about what God has for you. I bring you greetings from Colorado, and I give honor to God and thank God for being saved. Like the old folks say, sanctified and full of the Holy Ghost. I thank the Lord for Pastor Marty. Uh, He's come to my conference and spoke for me, an awesome man of God. And I thank him because he left me with his people. I don't know if he knew what he was doing, but, you know, he left me with his people. You know what I'm saying? He left me here to give y'all a word, and that's an honor. Anytime a leader leaves his church for you to speak a word, that's an honor. And I thank him for that. And also I thank my pastor, Pastor Tracy Phillips, um, for allowing me to come. You know, he could have said, no, you've been misbehaving, you've doing the blah, 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 you can't go. But I think he saw little old me, and he saw fit to allow me to come and be with y'all today, and I just give honor to him. Praise the Lord. Um, I've enjoyed the service so far. I've enjoyed the praise and worship. I've enjoyed, I'm a pacer too, so y'all have to follow me. You know, all y'all got to do that. You know, I'm just saying, but I am a pacer. Uh, that everyone was on the same thing about Jesus is Lord, he is king. And I think a lot of times we, um, when we're going through, we know him only to be that thing that we're needing in our lives. We, if we're sick, we, we know him to be a healer. You know, if we're having a tough time at work, we know him to be a way maker. But how many know today we're going to worship him as king? 
And I don't know about y'all, you know, uh, when you study about kings, when the king walks in the room, it is noisy. It's loud. They hooraying. Hail the king. 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 Is not our God more worthy than the king of this world? We should never, ever be quiet when our king come in the room. We should stick our chest out and say, that's my king. He's the king of kings. He's the king of kings. So over every king, he's the king. So we should never be quiet. Now, I've got to give you another disclaimer. I'm loud. You know by now, right? I'm loud. But you know why? Because he's done so much for me. He's done, you know, I'm reminded of Mary Magdalene when she went into the room to anoint his feet and wiped his feet with her hair. That's how I feel. He's done so much for me. I'm willing to go out of the way and do something that's beneath me. As what just get on my on my knees and wipe his feet with my hair because guess what he's done so much for me. So I, I mean, there's a song that we sing. You will never understand my praise. I will never understand your praise. You know what? Because I don't know what you've been through. You don't know what I've been through. But we have one thing in common. We had a God that was there for us. He died on the cross for us. That we could all be equal and delivered and set free. We didn't have to stay in what we were in. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. You know, I'm all over my message. I done skipped some and you know what? Okay. Let's see if we can go back from the beginning. Hallelujah. I just get excited when I think about Jesus, when I think about what he's done for me. How many in the house is saved? What were you saved from? You know, we grew up hearing that word. I used to hear my mama say, I'm saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost and a burning fire. Now, I never got the burning fire. I got the rest of it, but... She said all that. Saved, filled with the Holy Ghost, and a mighty burning fire. So guess what? When I wanted to grow up, guess what I wanted to do? Be, to do? be saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost, and a mighty burning fire. But I never knew what we were saved from. Oh, you know, I'm just asking. It says saved. I'm like, what were we saved from? Now... I don't know about you, but before I gave my life to the Lord, I was a mess. I wasn't even a mess. I was a hot mess. No, I was doing some stuff. I was a sinner. I was a rich undone. Now, I don't know. Sinner means that you practice sin, correct? That's what sinner means. I was an expert. 
Was I the only one? Uh, I, I wasn't the only one, right? Okay, I was an expert at that thing. I was good at it. And since I know I'm not the only one, we all had sinned and come short of his glory, right? We were full of anger, strife, bitterness, unforgiveness, home records, drug dealers. We the hope we was holy without the L Y. Know what I'm saying? Now you know what I'm saying, right? Yeah. That's what we was. Yep, I'm saying it the nice Christian way. Right? We were thieves, scandals, hypocrites, and many more things we were. But God saw fit. He looked at us. He pitied us. And he pulled us out of that Mari, that place. I don't know about y'all, but I needed him really bad. No one could take me out of that. I was in an abusive relationship, getting drugged across the floor. I needed him. And not only that, I thought it was okay. I needed him really bad. What about you? What about you? Now, I was talking about before we received salvation. Now, let's see how many hands are going to go up now. How many of us have done some things since we've been living this life? Since we've been saved? We've done some things even with the Holy Ghost, right? Okay. We can just kind of hide it a little better now. You know what I'm saying? We'll put our church coat on, put our good shoes on, nice clothes, get our hair done, nails done, put our lashes on, and we go to church and look like everything is all right. I look at you this morning, I'm like, whoo, they looking good. They lived the same life all day yesterday, right? That's how we got, we got it looking like that, right? I do too, you know, I dressed it up nice this morning because I didn't want y'all to see some of the things that I'm still flawed in. Some issues that I'm still dealing with. I didn't want you to see that this morning. I want you to see the lashes and, you know, all this right here. Like, <laughs> That's what I wanted you to see. And how many of us come up in here every Sunday after Sunday with some issues, with some flaws? I'm mad at Sister Brown because she didn't speak to me this morning. Now, Sister Brown is going through some stuff. Her husband's sick, son in jail. Sister Brown didn't even realize she didn't speak to you. But you mad at Sister Brown. She ain't spoken, spoke to you. She ain't even looked your way. 
Then you're going to go bring somebody else in. Hey, Sister Jones, guess what? Sister Brown didn't even look at me this morning. She didn't even speak to me. What's wrong with her? Why she didn't speak to me? Is that how we're supposed to behave in the house of the Lord? Sometimes you don't know what your other sister or brother is going through. They came in here dressed up just like you. They were trying to hide that their husband ain't acting right. That their son is in jail. That their daughter is an addict. Now, aren't you glad that we don't wear that on our back? There's a rolling sign that go across that says, my daughter is in the street. My son is on crack. That would be embarrassing, wouldn't it? So guess what we do? We hide it. Now... Some things that we go through and some things that we deal with on the inside of us, we feel like we have to for a reason. I don't know about you, but when I was getting drugged across the floor, when I got angry about that, I thought I was justified in that. You know what I'm saying? I'm justified. He dragged, he just dragged me across the floor. I have a right to be angry. And mad at him and unforgiving. But look what he done to me. But as Christians, as believers, is that the way we should think? Is that the way we should live and walk every day? No. We never have a reason to live anything else except what the word tells us to live. Praise the Lord. Uh, Guess what? I have good news for you today. I heard the trumpet of the Lord sound on yesterday. I know y'all don't know what that means, but I'm going to tell you what that means. We owed a debt we could not pay. Jesus paid a debt he, he did not even owe. He, I heard the trumpet sound. There is, this is the sabbatical year. This is the year of release. This is the year of restoration. I heard the trumpet sound. This is the speak the year. That means this is the year of release. How many people here need to release some things in their lives? We're going to go to the scripture, Deuteronomy 15, 1 and 2. And it begins reading as, at the end of every seven year, Thou shalt make a release. And in this and this is the manner of the release. Every creditor 
that lend it out unto his neighbor shall release it. He shall not exact it of his neighbor or of his brother because it is the Lord's release. Who releases this? The Lord's release. But he, it says there was certain people that was a part of this release. There was a creditor, there was a debtor, and there was God. Three people, three parties in this release. Let me pray first. Father God, thank you for this word. Thank you for this day because you have made it and we're going to rejoice and be glad. We appreciate you, God. We glorify you. We magnify you. We honor you this morning, God. God, come in. Come into this place. Come into our heart. Open up the eyes of our understanding that we may understand what you are saying to us this morning. Open our ears that we may hear what you are saying to us this morning. I lay down, God, that you may stand up. I decrease that you may increase. Use me for your glory. It's not I but you that lives this morning in this word. In Jesus' name we pray. Thank God. Amen. Look at your neighbor and say, I got to release. I want to hear it louder than that. I got to. I got to release. When you say I got to, what that means? You don't have a what? Choice. You don't have a choice. This is the year of release, and guess what we're going to do this morning? We're going to release. Now, I know there are some things you want to hold on to. I'm going to give you a little testimony. Then we're going to go to the Word. My sister called me about two weeks ago. Um, my brother had had a major stroke, and uh, they called me because I'm a nurse. Usually they call me when it has to do with medical issues or stuff like that, and they was telling me that, you know, the doctors had said he's going to need 24-hour care, and they would like for him to go in a rehab, which is not coming. He's had a stroke. He can't use at At this time, he's lost his voice. And he lost the use of some of the function in his body. So they asked, they talking to me because they upset at the doctor because the doctor said he needed this 24-hour care. So me being a nurse, I told them I agreed with the doctor. They was not happy with me at all. And so... You know, I'm trying to, I'm studying, trying to give my advice. You know, I agree he needs to go to rehab. He's not talking. Maybe someone there in speech therapy can work with him and get him to the point where he can communicate, whether it's by his mouth, communication board, teach him how to do those things. It's some more function in his body. He can use PT. They can help him with physical therapy. That helps with the bottom portion of your body. And then OT works with the, the top part, if he needs to learn how to brush his teeth, comb his hair, all those type of things, I think he needs the rehab. Now, I don't think I'm the smartest cookie in the bunch. I'm just saying, if you lost some function, it would just be wise to go where you could get it, right? Oh, she was mad at me, told me, you don't know everything, and you think you know everything, and blah, 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 and I'm like, I'm hurt. 
Because I'm like, you call me first. That's number one. I didn't even dial your number. You call me. You ask me for my advice. Because I've been the nurse over 25 years. So I've been doing this. I've been working with stroke victims. I should know a little bit about it, I think. So she done just told me, she just lit into me, just went out. You always think you know something because you a nurse and blah, 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 blah. And I mean, she just going off on me. And I'm sitting there, I'm just hurt, almost at the point of tears. I'm like, what did I do? So I said, you know, then I get upset. Well, you know what? You should have called me. Get off my phone. Click. Now, I know y'all a little safer than me, and y'all would have handled that a little differently. But I ain't called her since then. I ain't talked to her since then. So when I was preparing this message, I felt so happy that uh, it was hitting me all over the side of my head. It was talking to me real hard that I needed to release her. I needed to forgive her. I didn't feel like forgiving. I said, Lord, I think I'm going to hold it on to it for one more day. She shouldn't have acted like that. (laughs) How many of us have done that before? Somebody done something to you, you just was not ready to forgive them. God was talking to you. He said, you need to forgive them. Now, God, I don't want to forgive them. Do you know what they did? That's how we act. That's how I act yesterday when he was telling me. I'm like, I think I want to hold on for one more day. Because she hurt me. And I know a lot of us have been hurt by family members. And man, it hurts so bad when it's your family. When it's a stranger, it hurts. But when it's your family, somebody that should understand you and you're close to, it hurts real bad. So I, was, I had to repent. I said, Lord, forgive me. I apologize. I shouldn't have behaved that way. Because I'm your daughter. And I should live differently. I should live by a higher standard because she's not saved. I am. But sometimes we don't we don't feel the same when somebody is attacking us, do we? Because just because we got saved, we don't forget other stuff, do we? We don't forget how to cuss. We don't forget how to. Talk crazy and we don't get, forget how to shake our neck and point our fingers. and We don't forget none of that, right? It's not like when you get saved, all that just go away. It's still there. Just waiting for somebody to make it come up, right? Right. The one that cuts you off in the road, make you almost have a wreck, you know. Yeah, you want to you wanna give them the nice finger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Every day we dealing with these type of things. 
And sometimes we deal with some more stuff that is more serious. When, like when someone really hurts you and you don't want to forgive them. But guess what? As people of God, we don't have that option. We don't have the option to not forgive one another. Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy is one of the fifth books in the Bible. It was part of the Torah. It was a book that was written by Moses. And this book was written in the 11th month of the 40th year of them being released out of Egypt. They had been walking around Egypt for 40 years. It was about the Israelites, and they were God people. And who are we? We are God's people. So this is written as an example for us that we should use and live by. Deuteronomy means second law. And that's kind of a, it's kind of a misnomer because it wasn't a second law. It was that because all of the older people had died out during this wilderness experience because they were serving idol gods. And we're not going to like this, but, you know, I didn't, I didn't write that Bible. I'm just, you know, saying. The other one was because they spoke against their leader. They spoke against Moses. That's why a lot of the people that was going on in the wilderness died. God don't like when we talk about our leader. I didn't. I didn't write this. I'm. I'm just. I'm just reading these words on on this page right here. So the law was being reiterated for the second generation of the Israelites because the old heads had died out. So what Deuteronomy did was brought them in remembrance of the Ten Commandments and all the Levitical laws. And as we look closely at Deuteronomy 15, 1 and 2, and that's what we're going to focus on a little bit this morning. It is the announcement of the year of release that occurs every seventh year. So God did this because if you was his people, you could only be in debt to a person for only six years. After that six years, whatever they owed you, or if they were your slave, they owed you money, a cow, whatever, you have to release them of that debt. Every six years. So this was the announcement. This was the seventh year, the year of release. It was to let us as God people know that he is our master and that he is over our resources. See, we think these things are ours that we own. We think the car, the dry, all this stuff we have, we, we feel like it's ours. But we wouldn't have it if God didn't give us the resource. We wouldn't have it if he wouldn't give us the strength to go to work to get it. Or if he wouldn't have gave us a job. So guess what? The resources are, this is a reminder that what we have, he gave to us. So that should make us humble ourselves in knowing that we didn't make who we are. We didn't make ourselves. God did. Praise the Lord. 
this was an example how God wanted us to treat one another. There was three individuals involved or parties. The creditor, a creditor is a person to whom money is owed or a debt is owed. A debtor is a person who owed the money or service or a slave or prisoner. Debt is something owed, usually money of something or value. Usually when we speak about the year of release, we focus on the freedom for de- from debt, like money, cars. How many of y'all let some of y'all family use y'all cars? Oh, I'm the only one to let somebody use my, okay. Maybe I was the only slow one because that was not a good idea. But we usually think about the external things when we think about that. The debtor is always grateful because the debtor is on the receiving end. They're receiving, oh, good, I don't have to pay that back. I don't. But it was for a system so that no one in Israel could stay poor for a certain amount of time because he wanted his people to be prosperous. So they could only be in debt six years, okay? But he showed us that he didn't want us to hold one another prisoners by things. So what we're going to be discussing a little bit today is not the external things. We're going to talk about the internal things. How we hold people by unforgiveness. How we hold people by being envious. And how we hold people about being angry with them. Hmm. And how we angry about them due to an unmet expectation now I can tell you now this hit me first like I said I've been upset upset with my sister for the last five days I ain't called her I thought about her and the thought was not good I'm just telling you but that's an internal thing I don't want to forgive her. So when you are, you don't forgive the person next to you, your sister or your brother, you're holding them back. You're holding them. And what we're going to do today, what are we going to do today? We're going to release. So what we're going to release today are these internal things that we're dealing with one another. Now, I want you to look at your sister and brother. Don't look at the one you're mad at, but look at another one and say, I got to release. Now, look, turn the other way. Don't look at the person you're mad at and say, I got to release. Okay, that's what we got to do. I was listening to, I don't know if y'all know Pastor Stephen Furtick. Uh, But I listened to him a lot, and he was saying this morning, unchecked resentment leads to regret. And he said this one, and it hit me real hard. God was already dealing with me about my sister. I don't know why he had to add to it, but (laughs) he said, offense is an event. 
But to be offended is a decision. Did y'all hear what I said? Offense is an event. But to choose to be offended is a decision. Just like I decided I wanted to wait another day to call her. That was a decision. That was a choice. The word of God said in Luke 1, and we can go there. I don't want y'all to think I made it up. But y'all was looking at me like I wrote Deuteronomy. I don't know why. <laughs> y'all was looking at me like that, but you know, y'all was. Like, I wrote it. I didn't, I didn't write those words. Then said he unto the disciples, this is Jesus, it is impossible, impossible, but that offenses will come. But woe unto him through whom they come. It was better for him that a milestone were hang around his neck and he cast into the sea than he offend one of the little ones. Take heed to yourself if thy brother trespass against thee. It's got brothers, but it means sisters too. Rebuke him, and if he repent, forgive him. Now, that rebuke don't mean you go there talking to him all crazy. It's kind of mean, you know, just go let them know what you feel like they did to you or how they wronged you or how they hurt you. Go to them and let them know. And if they repent, forgive him. Now, we ain't going to like the next one. We're not going to like this next verse. I don't like it. Okay, am I the only one like don't like some things in the Bible? Okay. It said, if he trespass against thee seven times in a day, and seven times in a day you turn to them again, saying, I repent, thou shall forgive him. Now you say something to me seven times, I'm going to be looking at you real funny. That's why I said, and like, I don't know, y'all be acting like y'all just like everything in the Bible. I mean, I got to live by it. I got to do what it says. But that don't mean I like everything about it. Because if you do something to me seven times in the same day, I'm just going to have some type of misunderstanding. You know what? Let's be real. I mean, uh, are y'all different? Somebody step on your toes seven times. You're not going to have a problem with that. You're not going to say you ain't seen my toe here for the last six times. <laughs> Are you not going to have a problem? You're going to have a problem with that. I'm not the only one. But the word of God says that if a person does something to us seven times in the same day, not one time a day, seven times, that we are to forgive them. We have a problem forgiving people for one thing they do in a year. I'm not even talking about a day. But he's telling us that we need to forgive one another. When you don't forgive someone, you are holding them bound to your unforgiveness. So we're going to exercise Release, forgiveness, love, 
right? Because we want to be in right standing with God, right? Every time I got this new tablet, y'all, every time I lose where I'm supposed to be. I guess God is trying to tell me I better learn this stuff by memory. You know what I'm saying? I think that's what he's trying to say to me. What I do want us to do, I want us to all understand. I want us to think about the person or the persons that we feel like have wronged us. And I want us to exercise releasing and forgiving them. Now, I know I'm not the only one. So I'm going to be up here doing the same thing you're doing today. I'm going to be forgiving my sister for hurting me, for saying ugly things to me. Because I've never said anything ugly to my sister, ever. And I'm the oldest. So I want us to get it in our mind and our heart. And I know we have some people who have hurt us, with, not even within the last week, within the last couple of days, maybe even this morning. Let's get that person in our heart and our mind. And we're going to just say, we're not going to say no name, but we're going to say, I release you when I count to three. One, two, three. I release you. You got another person? We're going to still do it one more time. Get it in your mind, the person that you feel have hurt you, offended you, stole from you, lied to you. One, two, three. I release you. Praise the Lord. Don't y'all feel so much better now? Don't y'all feel lighter now? Give God a hand praise. God was an example to us. Jesus was an example to us because we had a lot of debt. We had a lot of things in our lives that by law we should be dead for. But he sent his son, Jesus, and he died on a cross that we may be where we are today, that we may live, that we may have a right to life. And not only that, that we may have a right to eternal life, not just this life. We have a right to eternal life. That's what he did for us. No longer should we, from today forward, we're going to practice on, just like we practice sin, we're going to practice on being forgiving. We're going to practice on not letting things bother us so much. Now, I should have just let that roll off my back because my sister don't have no medical training. She didn't know. I should have said, well, she don't know what she's talking about. You know, like, but now, I wanted to get offended. What was that? That was a decision, right? I didn't have to get offended. 
So let's not walk in the office of offense. When your brother or sister here does something to you, let's try to be pure about what we think about it. Well, maybe she wasn't feeling good today. Maybe something is going on with her. Let's give people the benefit of the doubt that what they did to you, maybe they didn't even know they did to you. God said to the pure, all things are pure. So that means if you think in pure, you're pure. But if you think, ah, oh, she, mm, she think he, she's something. Mm. He think he good because he got that big truck, new truck now. No, if you think pure, all things are pure. So let's practice this. It's hard. I know you want to revert back to your old self because I do too. Sometimes I want to shake my neck. No, who are you? No, I want to do that sometimes. Sometimes people act up my, at my job. I want to take, let me take these earrings off right quick and put some on my face because, you know, you, you want to, you get in that mode. They can make you go there. Don't, I know I'm not the only one that make, they make you want to fight at work. A couple of times, I almost took my earrings off. I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah, they'll make you go there. I know I'm not the only one they cut off in the road. Run you almost off on on the sidewalk and stuff. But guess what? We are holy people. We are peculiar people. We're royal. We live by a different standard. We live by a different creed. They should know we're different. Now, we out there having road raid like they having it. Are we different? We're blending in, right? It said, we are holy. Be ye holy. It said, be ye holy. If somebody said, be ye holy, that sounds like it's going to take some work. Don't mean like you woke up this morning, oh, I'm just all holy and things. No. You got to work at this thing. We got to work at it. We got to be holy. We got to live different. We got to live by a different creed. And I challenge you today. My challenge is for you today to make a conscious, intentional decision to make better choices. And how we behave. If there's someone here amongst you that you didn't like something they said or did to you, be intentional about being forgiven. Don't sit down in here and say, Ooh, I know who she's preaching to today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know, I know I'm looking right at her. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Don't, say, don't act like we ain't did it. I done did it. Yeah, I know who God talking to today. Mm-hmm. Yep, huh, over there. Let's be real. We real people. I can't be anything else but real. I have to be real. I have to be practical so we can understand. Because, you know, sometimes when the minister get up there, we try to act like it wasn't us. You know what I mean? Uh, 
He ain't talking to me. He said that big old long word that ain't me. Knowing it's us. So I have to break it down so you understand. Okay? And I, I, I mean, I'm just that way. I am humorous because I like to laugh. I, laughter is like medicine. It's good for the heart. But we are living a serious life, y'all. We're serving a true and living God. And he do spanks us every now and then when we don't do what we're supposed to do and when we don't live the way we're supposed to live. We have no excuse. We can try to give one, but we have no excuse not to live by this word. It's right. It's holy. It's wisdom. Praise the Lord. Give God a hand, praise. Now, let me be honest with y'all. When I talked to Pastor Marty, and he sent me the thing because I was helping with the flyers, and I said, what's the time of the service? He said, 1045 and 2 o'clock. I put that dash on purpose because I just knew he wasn't talking about no two service. So I put 1045 to 2 p.m. He's, uh, he said, prophetess, um, that's two services. It's 1045 and 2 p.m. I said, what? <laughs> that's exactly what I said. I said, what he doing? So I was trying to investigate. I said, Pastor Tracy, um, Pastor Martin said I have to do two service. Are these two different people that's coming? He said, nah, most of them the same people. What? So I can't do the same thing I did first? Nope. So guess what? I don't know what I'm going to do when y'all come back. But we're going to do something, huh? Praise the Lord. Thank you.